Hi, Pip fam. We're back and we've missed you so much. As we start this new season, we wanted to introduce a new subscription model where you can support our podcast through Anchor for $4.99 a month. When you join as a subscriber, you will get access to our episodes a week early. Eventually, with enough subscribers, we can expand to exclusive content like bloopers, Q&A with guests, and other fun content that won't be released to the general public. By joining our subscription, you are helping us with production costs, hiring our editor, and allowing us to record our episodes more seamlessly. We are so excited to be able to create more content with you all, so if you're interested in learning more, check out the description below for more details. Now, on with the episode. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. We're back! season five welcome back it's been the entire year basically i I know christina and i always have this habit of being like yeah yeah yeah, we'll get back into it and then it's like oh um 2021 is uh it's almost over isn't it we literally had like messages or like hey are you guys okay are you guys dead it's crazy because last time we recorded together was in january and it was the week of the freaking insurrection i recently was like watching the news and they were talking about that i was like oh yeah that must have been at least like a year or two ago and then i was like oh that was january 2021 (laughs) this year has been weird it's been weird in a good way and it just doesn't feel like a normal year just kind of like how 2020 didn't 2020 feels like we went into a wormhole and we just got a year older i'm like oh yeah it felt weird and now 2021 just is like Whoop, it's October. It feels like an extension of 2020 in a way. Like, I feel yeah, like because we that. felt like we got robbed yeah. of 2020, <laughs> like 2021 just kind of feels an, an extension of that. But then I'm also like, oh, but time is still moving forward. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, with that, we first wanted to say we missed you guys. We missed you all. Yeah. Thank you all for messaging us throughout the year. We've kept in touch with some of you. And yeah, just like Regina said, I don't know. It's just it's just how we are. We like go really strong and we like, are like, yeah, let's record, let's record. And then we're like, okay, let's take a little break. How about that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a little break <laughs> turns into, you know, like a little eight month break. But uh... to be real, I think for the most part, 2021, given what 2020 was, Regina and I separately have been building our own businesses like we had told you guys. So with that, we kind of put Pip on the side to give us both space to see how we want to approach Pip. Because we've said many times before, recording, editing, and the way that we were releasing episodes before, we were approaching it almost like a full-time job before. But since then, both of us have had separate conversations and like we wanted each of us to focus on building our own companies, right? So in that sense, we finally got to a good place and I think a good rhythm where we talked about it and we're like, well, we still 
missed recording we still love perfectly imperfect we love our family here with you guys that for season five it won't be like before we're gonna record sporadically and when we feel like it and we'll let you guys know when we release episodes but it won't be like past seasons where you know each season's like i don't know like 12 to 15 episodes and released every week but i think this is a good balance for the both of us to be able to focus on our own things while also not burning ourselves out with having to like record 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 Mm -hmm. you know there was a lot of work on the back end that took to kind of run this whole show and I think that that was really stressful for the both of us to manage you know running a show while running our own businesses and things like that and I think that we just needed time really it's actually crazy to think that we were so productive with the show during the pandemic Actually, like at the height of it, throughout all the chaos that was, you know, 2020. And then I think that 2021 was like just a very nice break. So I completely agree with everything that Christine said. I think we kind of just needed a minute to kind of regroup our thoughts. But yeah, I don't know. There's something so cathartic about being Mm -hmm. here and recording again. We've received so many messages from you guys, especially I think in the past like month or so. I think that you guys were very patient with us. And then after a while, you guys were like, um time's a ticking (laughs) where are you guys and that made us feel so loved we were like oh wow we're we're missed (laughs) there's definitely during the summer so many of my clients that would just randomly be like hey whatever happened with perfectly imperfect (laughs) because actually quite a few of my clients follow me from perfectly imperfect yeah so why don't we jump into today's episode which is a nice transition because we're so good at transitions oh the best we decided that today would be a good episode to talk about the different seasons and our lives and give you all an update on where we've been at individually and how we've been feeling and also tying it to finding your flow during these different seasons and you know we'll go into these four different seasons that can maybe help you pinpoint where you are on these cycles and for me once I learned about this and this through my life coaching program that I was like oh, I don't know, it just gave me a breath of understanding for myself versus so much judgment that I wasn't doing enough or that I wasn't going fast enough or being productive enough or sometimes when I was being too productive, not too productive, but I was like burnt out, you know, I was going so hard. We'll talk about that. How does that sound? Sounds great. I feel like I'm very in need of this talk right now. (laughs) I'll quickly go over the four different seasons that you can be in and we'll jump into like Regina and where you currently find yourself in what season. We'll start with the healing season, having this time out. This phase is really about taking time to end and close the past season. So this time is about renewal, recharging, re-energizing, resetting. You can really take this time to review what's important to your life, where you're currently at. A lot of people in this season feel like they've lost control. They feel like after the past season, basically something coming to an end, you feel like, well, what am I supposed to do? Where, where am I now? What's the next step? And a good reframe for this season, when you feel that way, can be like, well, this season of healing and resting can be for me to reframe how I want to grow. See this time as an opportunity of growth. Oftentimes in this season, you can slowly learn to trust yourself. Listen to what your intuitions are telling you because you're slowing down, you're resting. A lot of times it can easily dive into the fear of unknown because some things have changed. If you want to move forward from this phase, 
to really take in, all right, this, let me just start with the baby steps. Where do I want to begin moving forward? So that's the season of healing. The next season after that is the season of action. After you've reset, after you really like grounded yourself and you're like, you know what? I've come up with a plan. I'm excited about this. This is that step action. It's time for experimenting, learning, discovering your training. Maybe you go back to school. Maybe, you know, you're starting a new job. You're excited to implement the plan and there's a sense of direction. There's excitement. There's motivation. Something to keep in mind in this stage is like, it's okay to take one step at a time, especially in the beginning stages as things start to unfold. Cause a lot of times we tend to go into something and we're like, Oh my God, if I'm not the best at this, then I'm failing. Right. It's just slowly going to the flow of things, trusting yourself as you're learning and expanding. Something to look out for is that sometimes the fear of failure, imposter syndrome can kick in as you're getting into things. As you continue in this action phase, just continue to plan, adjust, see how things play out. You can adjust your plan. It's okay. Take your time. Reach out to others, network. And then that goes into the third phase, which is going all in. When you're fully, fully into this thing, you feel probably the most aligned, you feel in flow, you found your stride, you're the most hopeful, optimistic, determined, driven. You want to keep this feeling going. Sometimes imposter syndrome can still kick in because you're like, can I still sustain this? Will this keep up? Is this real? Is this really me? Is this a fluke? And that's when, you know, self-doubt or sabotage, self-sabotage can come in a little bit. The other side of that is you can feel a great sense of fulfillment, peace, and purpose. Something to keep in mind is just stay focused, implement whatever tools that help you to stay grounded, stay in the moment, stay present to enjoy what is actually happening so you can stay in flow and really assess what is working, what's not working. And it's okay if plans don't go the way that there's quote unquote supposed to. That's something really to keep in mind. Just trust the process. You know, oftentimes things won't play out the way that you want. The last phase of the seasons is the end to every cycle, right? All good things come to an end. And sometimes it can either be met with failure or success. And keep in mind, like sometimes it's like a job or a relationship, you know, and you're like, okay, that was, I needed to leave this company. And other times you're like, oh man, I was fired (laughs) or, you know, things didn't go to plan. We're usually rarely ready for the ending even if you've been expecting it i'm sure you've experienced it too regina where you're like even if you know you're going to be leaving something when it comes closer and closer to it you're like oh is this the right decision oh my god if i'm am i making the biggest mistake of my Mm -hmm. life it's easy to dwell in this phase it's easy to feel victimized and feel stuck but this phase is really preparing you for the healing part right which is the hibernation and the cocooning Um, And it's okay to feel lost and doubt. It's very normal in this stage to feel like you're grieving the end of that chapter. And don't force yourself to move on when you're not ready yet. So those are the four stages of the seasons that you may be going through. And there's no time limit. Like a season can last years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like as you were like going through it, I was like, oh, I can like pinpoint specific moments in my life that really resonated with me. It's like kind of funny because I feel like I think even with these seasons, like you can kind of flow between them as well. Like sometimes you're like, oh, I'm very like action focused or sometimes I need to heal and like sometimes I'm all in. I love it when it's like broken down into sections like this because then you can really look at it from a more holistic point of view because I think that's too sometimes where you're in a season, especially say like it's action and you're just only focused on fear of failure or success imposter syndrome and things like that and you just like 
don't really know what to do and you're just like in your own head. And I feel like I find myself doing that a lot where I might get like stuck in a season and then sometimes only focusing on the bad in that season. Mm -hmm. It is really hard to look at things in like, oh, okay, there's good and bad things to this like phase in my life. But I think you broke it down beautifully. And yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive right into (laughs) what this all means. Yeah. I mean, when I first learned about it, it was same as you where I was like, oh, I can distinctly put myself in like different points of my life where I felt different ways. And even Mm -hmm. now where I can think back when I was like, oh, when I was all in and how that felt. So where are you now? I feel like I'm in action right now. I'm still experimenting and learning a lot of what resonates with me. And I think that this has been kind of like reflected in like a lot of my behaviors in life where I feel like I've always been very go with the flow. I think that I was always like, oh, I don't want to cause too much ruckus. I don't want too much like attention on me or whatever. I think it was always just like, okay, I will be the most easygoing that I can be, which, you know, served me well when I'm in school and I didn't act up or whatever. But I think that as I got older and I realized, okay, I'm like, I'm an adult now and there are decisions that I need to make. And I had to really shift my perspective of, okay, there are all these things that I say that I want, like how am I actually realistically going to get there. And I think that during my time since moving back from New York and settling back into what life in LA is like, settling into being a small business owner, podcast host, you know, all these like little things that I had told myself that I wanted were now kind of placed on my lap. And I was like, oh, uh, what do I do now? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And even with like content creation, like I talk about it all the time, how I've always wanted to create content. And I got the opportunity to do that with TikTok. And I think that that process has been such a whirlwind of like good and bad. It's been great because I feel like it offered me a lot of these opportunities that I didn't think were possible. But then it tied to the action and excitement of being like, oh my God, you know, my videos are doing well and I can promote my clothing line this way. And people like this and it's resonating with people. There was this constant fear of like failure and imposter syndrome and just a mix of like, I want to try and I know that I can do this thing, but then also being my own worst enemy and like being blocked and overthinking things all the time. Mm, Right. And that's oftentimes where the self-sabotage comes in where Mm -hmm. if you start believing all of these thoughts about yourself, it's easy just to be like, well, what's the point? Or I can't do it. And that kind of, you get, oftentimes we're the ones that get in our own way. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it's exciting because I think that even as I'm like reading through what dictates an action season in my life, the excitement and the motivation is there definitely. But it's like interesting to also see the negatives that can also be attached to what the action season looks like. Yeah. How often does that come up for you, even like just this year? It's come up, I think, quite a bit more than I would like to admit. I think that there were times within the action phase where I was like really motivated, creating a ton of content, really being on top of growing my business and like having a clear vision of like what I wanted that to look like. And then the next week, I'd be like, I'm so burnt out. And I feel like I have the tendency to do this, which you talked about as well, which is like where you just go, 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 and then you get so burnt out and then you're like, I am so tired. 
tired. I need to take a step back. Right now, I'm trying to learn to balance that better. But I will definitely say in this past year, especially with this, you know, COVID's getting better. Oh, it's worse. It's better. It's worse. Like, I think that there was always this like hope that was ripped away that then also affected my motivation level of how hard I wanted to work. When the world is shut down and you can't do the things that you were used to being able to do, like see your friends or, you know, go out to dinner and things like that, that affected me a lot mentally, just being at home, not really being able to see my friends, and then also just working from home and for myself. I'm a very extroverted person, and I've noticed that if I don't schedule in time to see people, then I fall into a really deep, dark hole of just like working by myself, hanging out with myself all the time, and then like not getting that replenishment of energy that I need. So I definitely struggled a lot with that. And I feel like it's been like a month by month thing. Some months I'm really productive. And then some months I'm like, you know what? I just, I need to take a step back and kind of like reevaluate what is the best way to approach this. Yeah. And I think that's totally relatable given how the pandemic has affected everybody around the world. What I do hear you say is that you've really picked up on how it's affected your energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. I don't know if a lot of us are taught that of mm-hmm. really picking up on why you feel drained or what something does to you and what it does and why you feel excited. A lot of times we just have our ups and downs and we're like, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it today. But when you really start picking up on well, what is draining you and what does fill you up, you have a much better understanding for yourself. And then you can choose to be like, okay, this is draining me, which is why it's draining my batteries, which is why I don't want to go out. Or you can be like, oh man, this is awesome and I love it, but how can I pace myself so that this isn't something that's just going to lead me to just expanding all of my energy? So what has helped for you to get back into flow, whether it's concentration or just the excitement and motivation in this season of your life? For me, when I start consuming more than creating, I think that that is a trigger for me. When I'm consuming all the time, I'm just like comparing myself. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have the beautiful apartment with like the big windows and whatever. And I don't have that lifestyle or I like find myself wanting what other people have when I'm not appreciating what I have. And I will look at, you know, other businesses that will blow up on TikTok and I'm like, oh my gosh, why can't my stuff go viral like that? Or, you know, how can I find new audiences and things like that? I notice that when I'm more focused on what other people are doing, I'm then not focused on me. So I notice that when I'm in my spiral of just watching hours of YouTube or just scrolling mindlessly, I always remind myself to take it a step back and just kind of like, okay, it's fine to consume. It's great to take a break, turn your brain off, but I can't be doing it for hours at a time. When I notice those patterns, then I'll be like, okay, how can I turn it into something more productive? Like, am I tired? If I'm tired, I can take a nap. I can give myself and like allow myself that time away from the computer and to rest. Or maybe it's the afternoon and I'm feeling snackish or I just want to get a drink. I think that knowing those cues, you're like, okay, what would help me move along my day instead of procrastinating or like wasting my time. Mm -hmm. When you record, do you record in batches or do you pace yourself like, oh, I'll just instead of burning yourself out, I'll just record like once every day or something. 
I actually follow this girl named Jules. She runs a blog called Ohm in the City and she posts on Instagram and TikTok and things like that. And I actually really like the way that she divvied up her work schedule. And I feel like that's kind of something that I'm trying to implement right now. As a content creator, to create every single day is exhausting to have to like wash your hair (laughs) and put on makeup and think of content and like put that all together, you know, film it, edit it, etc. The way that she does it is that she kind of like sets aside different days. So she'll do like Monday, Wednesday filming where she like gets all dolled up and dresses cute and like, you know, films and executes all of that. And then Tuesday, Thursdays are for like editing and voiceovers and more admin stuff, like responding to emails and things like that. And I actually feel like that kind of separation of the two like helps because I think that for me for a while I was kind of like okay my schedule is going to be like mornings I'm going to do admin stuff then I'm going to work out and then shower and then film in the afternoon and I think that it was just a lot to constantly have to go between the like get ready and film and then admin and you know and I find that wasn't really great at separating them completely so I think that I'm going to try this like day by day thing. I do think that like me bouncing back and forth right now, it gets hectic. <laughs> and and I find myself not being able to think properly. Like while I'm filming something, I'll be like, oh wait, I need to respond to that email. Or that person just responded to the email. And then like now I have to respond again. And it's just like not a healthy mentality to have that I'm just like constantly bouncing back and forth between things. How much do you think that is because of your ADHD? Oh, I think it has a lot to do with my ADHD. Like, especially on TikTok now, I'll get these videos of these girls who will be like, oh, this is like what it's like to clean my house with ADHD. And I'm like, oh my God, that's literally me. Like I go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I need to get toilet paper. On my way to toilet paper, I see that like my papers are everywhere. I'm like, oh, I need to throw this away. And then it's always like I'm on my way to do something else. And then I do a bunch of other stuff along the way. And Almost nothing gets actually completely finished. That's what I learned about you. And it's actually through TikTok. (laughs) Because you mentioned ADHD in like an episode before. And then we've maybe talked about it here and there. But learning more about ADHD, I'm like, oh my God, that's why Regina is like that. (laughs) It makes a lot of sense in learning more about ADHD and why your brain processes things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I've learned a lot about myself as well. I think that there's this whole side of like Instagram and YouTube and just like social media where people are like all about productivity and they're like, this is how I'm super productive and this is how I get all my work done and blah, 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 blah. And I always like admired them. And I was like, why can't I be like that? Mm-hmm. And then I watch these videos of these girls on TikTok and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, I think that I thought that I was weird for like not being able to execute on like the plans that I had or would get distracted easily. And I think that when we say like get distracted easily, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, yeah, sure. I'll be answering an email and then I'll go on TikTok or Instagram and get sucked into that. But it's like that, but like so much more amplified when mm. you have ADHD. So that's why I'm trying to try a bunch of different techniques to see what works for me. And I think that in the past, I would just like be really down and hard on myself. Like that person can do it. Like, why can't I? And 
I'm learning to like let go of that and focus more so on it's okay. (laughs) I need to just find a system that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it opens up a space for compassion and self-empathy versus judgment. I hope that's something. And you know, I'm more than happy to help remind you. It's like we all have our own thing and finding uh, things that work for us versus so much especially as asian americans you're always constantly being compared that's where our brain goes to well somebody else can do it so easily why can't i but there's actually a lot of reason for that and even if you're not like that that's okay we're built differently so the focus i think before is turned to what's wrong with me can be shifted to okay what works for me then Mm -hmm. because i feel like that's Mm -hmm. the bigger picture right ultimately it's like well how can we find a way for you to feel and flow instead of turning so much energy and attention to what's wrong with me to how can we like shift that energy to make it work for you Mm -hmm. i do find myself having to check myself a lot like okay what am i actually feeling or like what is actually the roadblock and i think that through that and just like acknowledging okay i have adhd so my brain works a little bit differently i need to find systems that work for me instead of thinking like what is wrong with me all the time i think that has definitely helped shift my mentality more i'm not saying that i don't still have my days of like what's wrong with me like why can't i get anything right but i think that i am better at getting myself out of it rather than before i would just sink deeper and deeper and then like spend longer in that time of frustration before being able to come out and find what works for me again yeah i don't know why this example came into my head but it's like growing up with allergies you know and you're just like it's just something that you manage right doesn't make you any less and like I have seasonal allergies but I also have like eczema and I'm allergic to like eggs and macadamia nuts and all of that so I used to be like what's wrong with you you know and like why can't you just be normal and self-blame but it's so silly (laughs) when you look at it especially if you're looking at it like a kid and you're like how crappy is that to for the kid to feel bad that they have allergies and there's something wrong with them when you're just like it's okay and then let's just find ways like so you don't eat stuff with eggs in it or you don't go out running when it's springtime (laughs) right (laughs) you're like you're like the kid running through like the the trees of flowers just sniffing all of the pollen and stuff like that but yeah i agree like i think that there are a lot of things in our lives that we look at and we're like oh this feels like a handicap but that doesn't mean that there aren't ways to work around it and like find a system that can better serve you yeah and oftentimes you may be that person because you are going through that Mm -hmm. it makes you think differently so you may carve a path that nobody else has carved or you may find a bunch of other people who also feel the same way as you do and come up with solutions that other people would have never thought about from that angle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean for sure it seems like everybody on tiktok has adhd (laughs) or maybe it's just my for you page (laughs) so currently in the action season what are you excited for Maybe we can go towards like the end of the year since that's coming yeah. up right around the oh corner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like once it's Halloween, it might as well be New Year's. I know. I'm excited for the holiday season, obviously. I think that business-wise and just personally, the holidays are always just a fun time of the year. But I think for work-wise, it's like I have a lot of ideas that I've been thinking about, you know, like 
e-commerce, it's booming during this time of year. So I've been thinking about, you know, what are the different ways that I want to approach the holiday season? How can I garner new audiences during this time? And just like thinking about like the type of content that I want to create around these seasons. I think that that's really exciting. So I'm trying to be less hard on myself and think more of like the positives of like, yeah, you know, going back to the experimenting and learning, discovering, there's so much opportunity for that, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't know how far in advance you have to plan for things, (laughs) right? Because you're just like, oh yeah, that's cool that you have like a new collection for December. How are you going to advertise that? But that's that planning starts like months in advance, you know? So that's exciting that you're creating that now and just looking into the future. For sure. What season do you feel like you are in your life right now? So it actually makes sense that I'm also in action, which probably why we match and that's why we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely resonate with like a lot of things that you've shared and I feel the shift within me. Probably in the middle of summer, I started to feel it a bit. I was in the healing and resting phase for a while. I think especially through 2020. And like you said, sometimes like I feel aspects of I'm healing and resting, but also am being productive, right? And maybe sometimes ending a cycle and because there are different seasons for different things, like different cycles for maybe family stuff. Maybe something in family is ending, but your career, something's beginning there. So you can feel different things and not to get into too much personal stuff, but that was what 2020 was. And there was a lot of ending to personal things that really took a toll on my mental and emotional well-being. And it really triggered me deeply. I mean, like I have so many conversations with Jack and Regina where I was like sobbing and it was a lot, you know, but I, what I realized through that, especially through my, you know, life coaching and inner work and all of that is equipping my toolkit with things to dig in deeper to better understand and through that I understood why I was so triggered and that's part of the healing process at least for me in this journey of like thinking like oh when you're doing inner work and you're healing then why are things still bugging you why do you still get triggered but that's actually a lot of the process because a lot of things are coming to surface because you're building this awareness right what we just said about with regina taking note of you know where her energy is going and the more that you are building that muscle of like what am i feeling why do i feel this way you start questioning that and you want to dig in deeper it can trigger a lot of deep wounds which is why i can you know regina and i have gone therapy before it's like you can understand why some people are afraid of that because you don't know what you're going to dig up and you're going to find out about yourself but i am the type of person that's like oh let's dig it up (laughs) (laughs) oh let's like get that out you know so i would say the beginning of 2020 even to like spring it felt like was in the healing and resting part and just giving myself kind of permission to be at that state while also still building my business and in that period of time jack and i moved where yeah. we moved to the beach. Oh my gosh, we've never talked about this because yeah. we moved after our season ended. Oh my gosh, guys, uh, Christine's a beach <laughs> bum now. <laughs> well, actually, she's back to being a beach bum. <laughs> yeah, Regina has come to visit a couple of times and it's been well, like just, what was it, like two weeks ago? Was it mm-hmm, been two mm-hmm. weeks? Like yeah. we just, we had lunch by the beach and it was so nice. We had a picnic by the beach and we did. it was amazing. So that has helped a lot in feeling renewed and I don't know, it's just something about 
I've always known the beach just recharges me. So now that I live by it, even when I have days that I wake up that I feel sluggish, every time I look out that window and I breathe that fresh beach air, I'm like, immediately my brain goes to, oh my God, I'm so grateful. That has helped in the resetting for myself each day. Yeah. So, you know, some days you wake up and you're just like, uh, the world, eh, right? And then that's such a good way, at least for me, to to remind myself and ground myself when I wake up. I feel like even when I go to visit you, I remember the first time I stepped out of the car, I was like, the air moves here. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it. I live way more inland. Like, yes, we get wind, but it's a different kind it's of wind. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like just the energy that I feel from just visiting you and Jack, I can see the difference. Like, I think that there really is something about the beach that really, truly speaks to your soul i feel like you're a huge homebody but like for you to be a homebody near the beach is like next level yeah yeah it's like your ideal level of homebody oh my gosh it's amazing like at this new place there's so much natural sunlight because it's huge windows and we open those windows and immediately you feel the breeze so you just always feel like in a good mood. So I think that has helped in just naturally getting to the season of action. And that actually happened recently where I started to feel like motivations of I want to record, you know, and also planning to record for my own podcast, XOXO Christine, which in the past season, just like Regina said, it felt like a chore. It felt like something that if I was going to do it, I wasn't, I didn't want to do it. And in the season that I am now in action, what I'm actually reparenting myself is to just start in the baby steps and enjoy doing things just to do it versus my brain and old self goes to, I have to do this. Even if it started off as I want to do it, let's say crafting, I'd be so excited by all the stuff and I hype myself up for it. And then once I actually have to do the work and it's not what I thought it would be, I immediately go to like, oh, I have to do it because oh I already spent all this money. Yes. Right. I completely resonate with that. And it's not that we're like not excited to do it, yeah. but it's just like we were so hyped about it. I feel like the most exciting part about crafting is buying the supplies. <laughs> and then after I buy the supplies and then I'm like, oh, I have to do, I have to do the thing now. You have to do the thing. Yeah. And then I feel like then you get all this like self doubt and you're like, oh my God, am I even going to do this the right way? Is it going to turn out how I want it to be? And then you like start getting really hard on yourself, which like totally takes away from the purpose of like yeah. wanting to do it in the first place. Yeah. Up to this point in my life, I kind of always felt pieces of that but doing the inner work I really deep dived into why am I like that mm. even things I'm like excited to do there's a switch that happens in my head that immediately goes to chore and I don't want to do it anymore then I wrote a blog post about it that's something that I started to do as a baby step if you follow me on Instagram I started posting like Instagram reels of me blogging because that's yeah. the first step for me I'm actually someone that really hates recording myself in front of camera maybe I shouldn't say hey see I'm watching the type of words that come out of my mouth it's a lot of work so I I deeply admire you, Regina. Like, you know, like, you know, a baby step for me because the urge to want to create and to share. I love blogging because it's just typing and I don't have to show my face and it's just my thoughts and sharing it. Also, recording for a podcast, we have to edit it, we have to record. There's a lot of equipment, there's a lot of stuff. So, blogging to me has always been like second nature and I love it. But no one freaking reads blogs, really, you know? And then so I'm like, okay, a good hybrid is to share some of the stuff that I'm blogging about through the Instagram reels. And I found a little baby step in where I don't 
don't have to show my face. I've been really getting into keyboards. <laughs> oh my god, your keyboard is so oh cute. Oh my god, Jack is like, I wake up and I'm like watching YouTube videos of keyboards and he's like, what? It, who are okay, you? Okay, well, I don't know that you were watching YouTube videos about them. It's a whole thing. But, uh, That's how I am. You're, uh, yeah, but your keyboard's real cute. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I love typing. That's one of the things that I love the sounds and I'm getting into it. So I'm finding baby steps to be able to find enjoyment in the things that before used to be like, well, I'm doing this for a certain outcome. I'm like, oh, it's because I want to share my blog or it's because it's marketing or because it's like, no, just do it because you simply just like to do it and retraining mm. my brain to just focus on that. What do you enjoy about it? And just do that versus I know where this comes from. And there's a blog post that I wrote about it as to why the rebellious side of me and I grew up with my mom putting me in a lot of extracurricular activities that I actually enjoy doing it but then she quickly made it a thing where it's like you're not practicing look at so-and-so's kid they're already at this point and you're just like this and that's where the switch happened over time and I think it's just a programming in my head where my brain just starts taking stuff that I like to do and then conditioning it to well now there's an expected outcome and through that expected outcome I often find myself falling short because obviously we're not allowed to do or some of us growing up with our parents is you're not allowed to just learn to get better at it you're expected to already be a plus at the thing and maybe that's something that we put on ourselves when they start comparing us to other people who or other kids that already like are amazing at gymnastics or like at this level of swim team and all that and we start feeling like oh man i'm such a disappointment so over time and throughout my life i already prep myself up to be a disappointment mm. i'm like oh when, once i do the craft thing it's gonna be a disappointment because it's not gonna turn out like i wanted from the photo that inspired me well because this is my first time doing it of course i'm not gonna be great at it right mm -hmm. so i'm retraining my brain in this action season to just find enjoyment and give myself permission just to do the thing and have fun with it take it at my pace mm. as we're ending this episode we can go into some of the takeaways from being in these seasons where for me what i'm learning too is that each season serves a purpose and it's okay to be in whatever season which helps in understanding that people go through different seasons at different times of their lives so when we often compare ourselves to other people who are being super productive or super like whatever they may be in action stage or they may be in all in right and we're in the healing and resting part right we're in the grieving part of something ending and that's okay that's still totally okay and once you get to the point of that cycle of you coming to action then that's your season to be in that right so giving yourself permission just to be in the season that you're in and go at the pace that you feel comfortable in so that you can be present to enjoy it or to learn from it versus us forcing things to be what it's not you know and that's where the frustration comes where we're just not accepting what the present moment is revealing to us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about you that is something that I like constantly have to remind myself where especially I think your 20s and 30s is really the time when your paths start to like diverge from your friends like so much of our lives up until that point was like oh we're in middle school together we're in high school college we're at our first jobs it's kind of around that time it's like after the first jobs where people start second jobs or they go back to school or like everyone's paths just go in like 800 different directions and I think that it's really easy to look at everyone else and be like, oh, 
they're in their action phase while I'm job searching or they're, you know, in school while I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. There are so many just like different phases. I think that one of the things that I'm learning to do more too is just like prioritizing myself. In a way, I would use my friends' problems to distract myself from my own, but I also was like always so invested in like my friends' lives because I always wanted the best for them that it was then in turn like a Affecting my own life. And so I feel like this kind of new phase and chapter in my life is really me taking ownership of like, if I say I wanted XYZ, like that's what I wanted and not being ashamed of that and just like really going for it and trying. What I've also realized is like a lot of the negative talk isn't even coming from other people. It's coming from myself more than anything else. I know that I'm a positive person, but like, how do I channel into that positivity for myself? You know, how do I be there for myself and like learn to root myself on as I'm learning to be patient with myself as a business owner, as a content creator, you know, all these different phases in my life. I definitely have my phases of ups and downs and 2021, 2020 particularly were bad because I just spent a lot more time on my own than I normally would have. But I think that it's been a good growing process. And I think that even recording this right now and being able to like verbalize these feelings, I'm like, yeah, it feels like, you know, a weight being lifted. Like that is how I have been feeling for a lot of this year. And it's always been kind of like an on and off switch. You always end episodes, either when we're recording or after you always be like, oh, I feel so good to unload. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think a lot. And I think that sometimes I may not necessarily say it, but it really does. I mean, this has always been like an audio diary for us as well, right? So like it kind of is like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's very (laughs) therapeutic. Exactly. And I think too, like having you help me break it down and just like give me like your perspective of it then further helps me like get out of my head. And that's one of the things that I've noticed too. Like, you know, before I would always be like, oh, you know, one of the things that I do is like talk to my friends to distract myself. But I also realized that like, no, one of the ways that I process things is being able to catch up with friends. And talking to Christine always, like, I feel like you help me analyze it from a different perspective of like how I can overcome these hurdles that I'm like facing every day. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) you're right. It just sheds like new light, which I always find very helpful. So I realized that that is also like a way that if I find myself really like in my shell and very, oh, I just want to be home all the time. There's nothing wrong with being home, but I also know that for me, I do need that connection with people. And that's when I'm like, all right, I need to start making lunches with people again and, you know, finding activities to do. And it doesn't even have to be anything big. It can literally just be like, let's sit on your couch and like talk for a few hours. But knowing myself and like knowing that those are the things that kind of help me get back onto the right track that helped me a lot. Yeah, I love that. A lot of it is like, how can you learn to ground yourself? And intention is everything. You know, that's something that really shifted for me and how it keeps me grounded. And like, what are my intentions doing the thing that I'm doing? Whether it's my life coaching business, whether it's lunch with Regina, you know, whether it's like having a very triggering conversation with my mother, (laughs) (laughs) you know, all the things. And like, it reminds myself like, okay, what's important? What really is important? 
and kind of takes away strips away some of the noise that gets in the way a lot of it like you said is the internal narrative that like just like pulls me back and forth and i'm like that's how we get stuck in our own head and you know i just want to end at least like this episode in just as we move forward especially with season five uh, maybe it'll be helpful for you all listening because it's helped me a lot it's like it's okay it's okay to be human okay we're like oftentimes we expect ourselves to be at a certain standard performing at this rate and all that and then when you actually look at it you're like wow it's almost like i'm expected to be a robot input this output that this type of outcome in this way and you're just like dude we're just human beings experiencing life no one has done this in your body in your experience with the people around you the things that are happening right and technology keeps changing things society keeps changing so it's okay if some days you're on top of the world other days you're trying to figure it out or you thought something would work out and it didn't and you're learning what that means for you like it's just finding room for compassion and empathy with yourself because man we both know that the world can be really harsh and if we add on our own negative self-talk, no wonder the society is like, we're the most depressed and, <laughs> and like most anxious and you know, all yeah. these like really huge mental health. Yeah, we're just being really overwhelmed with other people's successes and then comparing that to ourselves. And seeing all that in real time. Yes, it's exhausting. I, I really don't think that our, our little tiny human brains were meant to process this much information this quickly. It can be good when you're learning information about politics and news. Like Christine and I talk about that all the time, like how much more educated on the American system that we have become over the past like few years because of social media. But then there's also like the time when you need to be like, okay, but like when it starts affecting your mental health and you know, there have been a lot of research that has been coming out the past few weeks about how social media can affect your mental health and your happiness and just your ability to view what life should be. I think that that's when it becomes detrimental and it's okay to step away from Instagram. Well, yeah, just take things day by day. And hopefully this episode helps in maybe assessing for yourself where you're at with season, how you can practice some reframing, self-empathy, you know, and that we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> the season action, we're back and we're excited. We and- are. It's just, I don't know. It feels great to just record and be talking to you and just knowing that these messages will hopefully resonate with you guys and that, you know, we're all in this journey together and I think that there's nothing more beautiful than that type of human connection. Oh my God. So well said. Oh my God. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. Your support has seriously meant the world to us. I feel like if anything, it like definitely lit a fire under our ass this year (laughs) to get back on our mics. So thank you guys for that. It made us feel so loved. If you guys love the podcast and you want to support, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at perfectly.imperfect.podcast. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.